Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. Good morning. Oh, it's going to be a dead group, huh? All right, I'll liven you up. You're going to be dead. It, God bless you. It's good to see you. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I'm so glad to be here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Stephen Furr. I'm a teaching pastor here at Garfield Memorial Church, and we are excited about the good word of the Lord. Amen. And I just feel like praising God. I feel like giving God a praise, a, a good hallelujah. I'm glad to be in the service one more time. I have to tell you the truth, I, I, you know, I miss old school church. If I have a way, if I can blend them both together, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to blend them both together. I'm going to get old school and new school together, man, because some of you guys would not know how to act right with a good choir. Boy, if you had a good choir up in here singing for real, you would shake your wig off. But any praise the Lord. But we will, we will, we will since we don't, we're going to just go with it. But God bless you. Of course, we are still, we're coming to the end of our series uh, in, in Wise Cracks. We've been dealing with... Um, uh, the, the, the wisdom sayings out of the book of Proverbs. Of course, our core scripture, get wisdom, though it costs you all you have, get understanding. And today, I'm going to be ministering, whoever has an ear, let them hear. I have to be uh, very honest with you, as, as with all of our series, this particular series has really uh, uh, done a lot of things in me. Um, <clears throat> first, I was challenged by the word, like we always are challenge by the word secondly i was uh, corrected praise god because the word will always correct you like the like our video said the bible doesn't read you don't read the bible the bible reads you uh, then i was convicted like oh man i was seriously convicted by the word and as in my prayer time a certain truth came across my heart a couple of them really came across my heart and and that's what i want to deal with today uh, it really doesn't matter uh, how much truth there is or how great the wisdom of God is. We must be willing to receive it. It doesn't matter how great the wisdom of God is. God has proven himself that he will give us wisdom. We re we've all read the book of James, right? If, a many, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask, the Bible says, and the Lord will give to all men liberally. So it's, the question is not if God is speaking. That's not the question. The question is if we're listening. You know, and, and, and away with all of this stuff about, you know, sometimes God will cause a calamity so you can hear him speak. No, not biblical. Forget that. Nope, nope. God's talking. He speaks through his word all of the time. The question is, are we listening? Now, this is probably what happened. Let me tell you what happened. You were going too fast in your car. And you got into a car accident. It was a horrible car accident. And so now you're laying up in the hospital, so you decided to talk to God, and he was gracious enough to talk back. Guess what? He was talking all the time. 
you just decided to listen. It wasn't that God caused an accident so, you, so he could talk to you. God is always talking. The Bible says the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The word is always there. The Holy Spirit's always talking. God is talking to us more than we want to listen to him are the facts. Now, this, this particular uh, teaching and message is he who has an ear. The rest of the statement says, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. I have lifted this out of the book of Revelation. Now, here's the deal. This is a message to the Lord's church to be receptive to what he's speaking in this hour. This message is not to the world. It's not to the world. You know, and, and I've said this in my last attempt at this message. You know, I've, I've grown weary, weary, weary of people saying, what is God saying to America? I don't think God says anything to America. I don't. I honestly, I think, but I do think God's talking to his church. God is talking to his church as he always does talk to his church. God is trying to get his people right. God is trying to get his people and his children to act like they're supposed to act. This message that I'm ministering today is for those of us who identify as Christians, as believers. God's talking to us. So he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to church. God is speaking. The question really is, are we receptive? Are we really hearing? Now, it sounds like a no-brainer. It sounds like a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Because what else are you going to say? No. Nobody's going to, oh, oh, God, yeah. It's almost like I, I talk about, you know, political correctness, you know, where, you, you know, political correctness has a lot of different iterations, but part of it is you have to say the right things the right way. Well, the church has had that forever. Like if I asked you, you know, a, a classic line in most uh, statements of faith, we believe the Bible to be the inerrant word of God. Amen. You're not going to say, no, no, technically, no. You're going to say, yeah. You're going to say yes to stuff. So if you ask any Christian, if, if when God speaks, will you obey? What are you going to say? Yeah. You know, King Jesus, I listen when you call. Amen. You know, but the reality is when we really read the scriptures carefully, the Bible talks a whole lot about hearing God. And it's not automatic. Even for his children. As a matter of fact, the Bible is full of stories where his people don't hear him very well. As a matter of fact, if they heard, they forgot. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget. Not all his benefits. Because we'll forget. And so this message today is about hearing and being receptive to God. Uh, one, one, of the, one of the statements that really stuck me as I was driving, oh, go back, go back, go back. One of the statements that really got me is this one. And this is going to sound like a no-brainer to you. Now, this was profound to me, may not be profound to you, so play along. So if I look at this and it shakes the earth for me, just play along. We cannot see what we're not looking at. Boom, there it is. You cannot see what you're not looking at, nor can we hear what we're not listening to. Other words, God hit me with it. He said, you know what? You cannot see something that you're not looking at. So if you're not looking to me, watch this. Uh, if you're not looking for direction from God in a particular area, you won't get any. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Let's read it in opposite. Do not trust in the Lord. Lean to your own understanding. 
and you will get no direction from God, even though you are a believer, because you ain't paying him no attention. Trust in the news with all your heart and lean to their understanding and you will be confused in all your ways. <laughs> Listen to the media all you want and you will be angry, confused, and mad at everybody on the planet because they will convince you that everybody's mad at each other. You walk down your streets every day. You walk past gay people, straight people, trans people, and all kinds of people. Ain't nobody fighting nobody. Ain't nobody killing nobody. But they will convince you that everybody's after your stuff. Ain't nobody broken your house one day. Ain't nobody done nothing to you. But you will watch that mess and you will act like everybody's after you. Nobody ain't came to your house yet. Nobody took nothing from you. Ain't nobody thinking about you. Nobody woke up in the morning even paying you no attention. But you will watch that mess and you will convince yourself and mess around and go to the polls and vote for the people talking that mess. Why? Because you ain't paying God no attention. You're watching and, okay, I'm off, I'm off subject. I'm, okay, she said keep going. So therefore, see, what, what, what you ingest in your soul becomes part of your perspective. See, whatever you are believing and receiving becomes part of you. You cannot see what you, so if you're not looking, even though you're a child of God, if you're not looking at God, you can't see God. So the message is about receptivity. Does God have our undivided attention? Or what causes us to pay attention to our Lord and Savior is another way to look at it. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word attend and the word uh, incline thine ear literally means to bend your ear to hear. You have to do it on purpose. See, hearing God is not automatic. You have to do it on purpose. In other words, you have to turn some things off to hear. When I sell, you know, sometimes I go and, you know, I'm a salesman. Can you tell? And selling insurance is difficult because nobody wants to talk about dying and getting sick. <laughs> so I have to really get your attention. That got y'all all of y'all attention. Rise back up. It's okay. <laughs> so sometimes I have to ask you, could you turn down your TV, please? Be you know, because sometimes you have to turn down the background noise so you can hear what's being said. It's same with hearing God. Sometimes you have to turn some things down or turn them off so you can hear God. God will not speak louder. It's up to you to turn things down and turn them off so you can hear God. Attend means to prick up the ears. Incline means to bend the ear. Stretch yourself, it means. Incline means to stretch. Stretch yourself to hear God. Amen. Are we truly receptive notice that it's intentional to receive instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity go to the next one for me notice this notice the action to receive instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity notice to get justice judgment and equity you have to receive the instruction for it it's taught a lot of times the reason why we don't receive from God is because we don't like the package that the information is coming in. It's too female. I'll let that rest. 
It's a female package, so we don't want to receive it. It's a brown package. <laughs> what can brown do for you? <laughs> we don't want to receive it. It's a fat package, and I don't want to receive the message. We got all these things that we judge people on, but God is still sending his word, and you have to receive it. So we reject the message because we don't like the package, but you have to receive instruction to get wisdom. Do you know most of your wisdom doesn't come from on high? It comes from on low. <laughs> Hallelujah. Comes from mom and daddy and sister and brother and life itself. You have to be open to receive the lesson when it comes. Amen. However it comes. Show you how God will speak to you. I was taking a class in college. At this point, when I go back to college, I go for the love of learning. I just like to learn stuff. And I was taking a little popcorn class. I thought it was a popcorn class. It was not a popcorn class. It was a real class. I said, I'm going to take music appreciation because I think it's kind of cool. I think, you know, not knowing I was going to learn Beethoven and Bach and all that. I wasn't looking for that, but that's what I learned. And not only did they teach me to appreciate the music, they taught me the technical side of classical music. They taught me technical side. They taught me about, uh, one, of the, one of my assignments rather was to go to a symphony and understand how these are written. That I was listening to the same piece of music four times. Same piece of music, but they taught me how to listen to it. Now listen to this. They taught me, you're hearing the same score four times, and every time you hear it, a certain different part of this score is being emphasized every time. Listen for this. And then the next time it goes through, listen for this. And the next time it goes through, listen for this. And be, because I received the instruction of how to hear, I could really enjoy it. See, when you hang out with God, he'll teach you how to hear. So you can get all kinds of insights from God and stuff is just regular stuff. You can, you can be baking a cake and God will teach you something about life. Oh, one time God told me, just because you can read in instructions don't mean you know how to bake a cake. I said, I receive it, Jesus. Hallelujah. Get the revelation. Just because you can read the word don't mean you understand what you're reading. Just because I can read every instruction on the back of a box does not mean that cake is baked. A lot of people, because they can read the Bible, think they know God. God is not a book. God is not a book. When you get to glory, you ain't going to see no big old King James Bible with lexicons on the right and the left. God is a person. Well, how did I learn that? Because God told me. And he'll teach you stuff like that so you won't get off track. And think because somebody's a, a, a biblicist, they know God. They just know how to read. Amen. Praise God. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Hearing God, therefore, is intentional. You have to do it on purpose. What Jesus taught about hearing. Now, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, his ministry was predicated on hearing. The parable of the sower and the seed is the most important parable of Jesus. This parable explains one of the mysteries of the unfolding kingdom. At the very core of his ministry is the question of why people clearly hear and others do not. He addresses this as the reasons why he speaks in parables. Here was one of the most controversial statements Jesus made. 
Here it is. What Jesus taught about hearing. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. Notice this. How you hear. Wow. That's a, that's a showstopper right there. Not what you hear, but how. You ever heard selective hearing? You ever been arguing with somebody? And you say 20 words, 25, 30 words, and they lift out two words and beat you over the head with the two words that you said? How are they hearing you? They're lifting out what they want to hear. Confirmation bias. They're lifting out what they want to hear and rejecting the rest. Jesus' teaching on hearing says, take heed how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, whosoever hath not from him shall be taken that which he seems to have. Now the reason why we, sque we have a problem with this is because we take Jesus out of context. And we start thinking because we live in the West and in the West it's all about things and stuff and money and cars and stuff. And we thinking about material things. But Jesus here is talking about hearing. He's talking about hearing. And I, I'm not going to go through all of it, but uh, I challenge you to read Luke, the whole parable. But what Jesus is talking about is hearing. Watch this. Now, if you don't think about farming, because this is the parable of the soil in the soil and the seed, you know all things being equal. If you have good seed, anybody planting anything in here? Got any? There we go. If you have good seed, uh huh, and you have good soil, yeah. And you have the environment is right and you watering it, you're always going to get a harvest. Always. All things being equal. Good seed, yeah. Good soil, yeah. Water, environment, 100% of the time, you will get a harvest. It's so true that people make a living being farmers. This is who Jesus was talking to farmers, okay? So Jesus is using this parable of the sower and the seed to teach a spiritual principle. This is what we also know. If you have good seed and the environment is right and the seed is perfect, the environment is right, you get water and everything, but you get no harvest, nothing grows. What is it? It's the soil. Period. Point blank undeniable it's the soil if you get nothing it's the soil what a parable does is leave it presents an undeniable fact that you cannot even challenge because these are farmers and they get it other words if you didn't get nothing and the seed is good and the environment is good and the sower sold the word it's the soil follow so what Jesus is teaching here is this Take heed how you hear. If you don't have it, if you don't get it, it's because you don't want it. Let that, let that settle. What Jesus is teaching is the reason why they don't understand what I'm saying is because they don't want to. That's hard. Isn't that hard? That's the, our culture just chokes on that. Keep on choking. That's why your son can remember all the lyrics to his favorite song but can't remember his homework. He don't want to. Don't tell me he has a cognitive memory problem when he can remember this but can't remember that. You stop being fooled. If he has a memory problem, it would be here just like it's here. It's not selective. Y'all so quiet. Thank you. 
You get it? It's not selective like that. We're trying to say, oh, no, but when it somehow, somehow, when it comes down to things like math, science, and English, his brain doesn't work. But when it comes down to this, he's great. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's select. I don't want to is what Jesus is teaching. So if you have it, if you receive it, Jesus says to him who has it, I'm going to keep on giving it to you. So if you want to hear God, how many of you want to hear God? Raise your hand. How many of you want God to speak to your heart? Raise your hand. Oh, he's going to keep on giving it to you. How much, uh, God, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am. God's going to say, give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. The more you sit there and go, here I am, God. If I don't get it, show me. I don't understand, but show me. I don't understand, but show me. I don't understand, but show me. He's going to say, I'm going to keep on showing you if you keep on. But if you say, I don't want it, forget you, Jesus. I ain't going with that. Forget, he's going to say, fine. Fine. Hey. He, you don't have to mercy love Jesus. Yeah. And he ain't even mad at you. You're just not ready. That's why he said, lest they, lest they hear the word and be saved. Jesus is not going to force himself on you when you don't want him. He's going to keep on loving you. Just because you don't love him don't mean he don't love you. Y'all all right? That just shakes up. Some of y'all just so shook, shaken but not stirred. It's okay. God ain't playing with us. But if you want him, whoo, you can have him. If you receive him, you can hear. Even if you hear a little bit. Oh, if you hear a little bit, that's enough to build something out of. I had my uncle. My uncle Jesse was a very interesting man. I loved him to death. Loved him to life. And he was, he had a green thumb. He had a green thumb. He was, he was, he was a druggie. The guy, drunk most of the time, had a crazy temper, and he was the hardest fellow you ever want to meet, but you would not know he had a green thumb. He walked to your house, half house, and said, hey, baby, how you doing? How you sweet? That's a beautiful plant you got there. That's beautiful. What kind of plant is that? And you say the name. He can't even pronounce this. Uh, what? He said, you mind if I snip a little bit of it? Yeah. And he reaching down here. He'll just snip a little. You know what he's about to do, right? He'll snip a little bit of that plant. You know he's going to go grow that thing. Because he has the ability to take the little bit that he snipped and grow it. Do you know when you want to hear God just a little bit, he can take a little bit of that snip and grow that thing? The more you want to hear God, the more you can hear God. The more you make yourself available to God, the more you can hear God. See, receptivity is a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of how intelligent you are. So don't, don't let us college-educated preachers fool you. Jesus was talking to farmers and fishermen, and they figured it out. Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom to a fisherman. <laughs> wow. And he figured it out. He walked in the power of God. Hearing God is a matter of a heart. God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you. Hearing God is a matter of the heart because we place highest priority and value on the words of those or that we value the most. See, if I'm a child of God and I'm not hearing God, what's probably happened is something or someone has taken the number one slot and you have to put them subject to God. 
Sometimes your pain can take the number one slot. Sometimes trouble can take the number one slot. Sometimes an issue can take number one slot and talk louder than God. And you got to say, no, Jesus is Lord. And it's not that you're not going to have those problems, but you're going to approach those problems from a different vantage point. You're going to get and hear God first. Then you will approach those problems through the prism of his power. That's why the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. You see, I used to love, this is the benefit of preaching since I was 15, because when you preach when you're 15, your, your, your mind sees things different. Magnify the Lord means what? Make Jesus big. I used to preach that. You got to make Jesus bigger than everything. That's true. Magnify the Lord. And then exalt him. So now if he's magnified and he's exalted, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of these fears. See, once he's exalted and magnified, the fears are here and I'm there. It's not that the fears go away. I'm just dealing with them from a different vantage point. Or the fears will overtake me. That's why David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's preached to me higher than I. So, yeah, place the value on God. David said in Psalm 42, why are thou cast down, O my soul, hope in God? I shall yet praise him. I'm going to praise him anyway. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So, so, I may have some fears, and I'm going to praise God anyway. So, if you're going to be in there, you're going to have to praise God. <laughs> or you got to go. <laughs> and my fear, like, I don't praise God. I said, well, you got to go. Frustration, I, I'm going to praise God. Frustration, you're going to have to praise God, and you got to go. Frustration, I ain't going to praise God. He said, well, you got to go. See, your will and your choice to go on and set your heart on God will take the things in your life and make them subject to God. And what's happened during this pandemic, what's happened in many believers' life is the things have gotten so big they can't hear God. But you can hear God. Let's go. I already done that. Let's go again. He that hath an ear, let him hear. You know, I said this in the last one. I, I got a chuckle. When I first read this, when I first, first got believed, I always see where I come from, everything, everybody's going to hell for everything. So every time he that hath an ear, let him hear was always a threat. Anybody else read it like that? He that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear that the spirit is sent in the church or else God going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. You know, that's how I always read that. And the Lord said, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it like that. You're saying it like that. What I'm saying to them, he that hath an ear is not a threat or a warning. It's not. It's an opportunity. It's an invitation. In other words, it's saying, look, look, man, I'm like when you read in the book of Revelation, I'm telling you everything you need to do. 
I'm, if you read Revelation, don't be scared of the book of Revelation. It's the greatest book in the Bible. I'm telling you, what's, how clearer can you get? That's like, that's like God saying, okay, this is what's wrong with the church. You need to correct this, 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 and this. These are the problems. This is what I like about what you're doing. This, this, this. Keep doing this. Repent from this. And he that overcometh, I'll give him that. Y'all ever read Revelation? That's how, isn't it? am I right, Pastor? That's how it was written. Stop doing this. Keep doing this. I'll give you this. Repent quickly. Now, if you don't repent, I'm going to have to remove your candlestick. But go and repent. Now, he that hath an ear, hear me. So it's not like, oh, oh you're going to kill me. How did you get that? I just told you what to do. Stop doing that. Keep doing this. Repent. So we ain't removing no candlestick. It's an opportunity. So he that hath an ear is our opportunity to say, if something has cluttered your heart and you can't hear God, if something has gotten bigger in your life than God and you can't hear God, what do you do? You say, here I am, God. I'm your child. I turn to you. He's not mad. Do you know, years ago when I used to sing tracks, I used to sing a lot of tracks. I don't sing as much as I used to. Maybe I'll start back. I don't know. But there's a song sung by Whitley Phipps called I Miss My Time With You. And he says, I miss my time with you, those moments together. This is God speaking to us. He says, I need to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say, this is God talking to us, you're too busy. You say you're busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit is empty? There's a longing. Can you get this? That there's a longing in my heart, God says. I want more than just a part of you. My God. Chip, God doesn't want us just to preach. He wants us. If we never preach another sermon, he wants us because there's going to be a day where we won't preach another sermon and it'll just be us and God. It have nothing to do with a congregation or, 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 or passing out a bag. It'll just be you and God. And when you stand before God one day, there'll be no crowds to serve. There'll be no people to serve. It'll just be you and God and the relationship you have with him. He just wants you. It's an invitation. So when you get to the end of the book of Revelation, this is what we get. The spirit and the bride say, come on. Not, I'm mad at you. You ain't been talking to me. Nope. Come. Let's pray. Father, yes. 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 Yes.
spirit and the bride say come and we your people say yes perhaps we're not as receptive as we need to be and we turn from that and we turn our hearts to you we set our highest priority on you and we say yes Lord thank you for your word and the opportunity that we have by the grace of God to stand in your presence without the threat of judgment because of the blood of Jesus and have sweet communion with you and we open our hearts to you we magnify you we glorify you we exalt you and we pray that this word would ever resonate in the hearts of your people even as our soul continues to say yes in Jesus name let every glad heart say amen